0: You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. Keep listening and invite others too. God bless you. For tweet, again, this is GospelBellsRadio.com. The program is Impact Clinic uh, with Hugh Oyedele, right here with us in the studio, and we are going to continue that topic we started last week. Okay, so uh, do you want to give us a recap of of what we spoke about the last time?
1: Yeah, exactly, sir. Uh, once again, good afternoon to everyone out there. Uh, we, and we move from there. Father, we thank you this morning, this afternoon, rather, Thank you for how well you've been helping us. How well you've been reaching out to this generation on this platform, the Gospel Bells Radio. Thank you for Impact Clinic. Thank you for the solution of it. We pray that as we rub minds together on the issue of scripture or culture, we pray that you, our hearts are illuminated. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so uh, last month we started our relationship series. We started on the topic culture. Or scripture. Because here in Gospel Bells Radio, our aim is to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. Uh, The place of the mind cannot be underestimated. Hence, the scripture says that we should have this mind renewed or transformed. The scripture enjoins that we should have the same mind with Christ. So we started on that notion of culture or scripture, though we couldn't exhaust the content. And that is what we're going to continue with this afternoon. Last, week, last month, rather, we gave uh, an introduction to when we say culture or scripture, what it implies. The scripture refers to the word of God, while culture talks about the way of life of the world. So we can say culture or scripture, we say word or the word, okay? And we are looking at some perspective on relationship. I gave us five points last month that we should note. And one of it is that for everyone, God and the devil are interested in our marriage. Who you yield to is what determines the fate of that marriage. The devil is interested, God is interested because the scripture says in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15 that the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent and the seed of the serpent will bruise the eel of the seed of the woman. Now, meaning that your seed can either be the seed of the woman and when we say the woman, we are not just talking about Eve but yet we are also talking about Eve. And the, your, your marriage can also yield fruit Fruits, rather, as the seed of the serpent. And so the reason we are going through this lane is so that you can yield your marriage. Uh, when I have privilege to talk to the female gender when it comes to marriage, I do say that the womb of a woman is an asset to either God or the devil. The womb of a woman is an asset. And so a believer, a Christian woman, should know that she is carrying uh, the seed she is carrying a seed that is to be planted to grow the kingdom of God and we begin to look at some you know aspect or issues as relating relationship and we are looking at the world view and the world's view now we talked on the issue of divorce and we laid much emphasis on that and while we were talking uh, barista made us understand that even it happened in Portugal where a woman threw a party because she divorced her husband mm-hmm. here in Nigeria. So not just in the Western world. Yes. So meaning, and I gave a statistic last month, I said for in, in the Western world now, for every 10 marriages, 5 has the tendency to end in divorce, which is 50%. That's the first marriage. Now, for the second marriage, 75% has the tendency to end in divorce. Meaning that you leave your spouse, you go for another one. That second marriage has 75% tendency to end in divorce. So we look at God's mind about this. We look at God's mind about honorability of marriage. That what God said is that marriage is honorable. So it does not matter what flies around on social media. The honorability of marriage cannot be understated then we consider the issue of polygamy. I remember that was where I referred us to the scripture saying that we should go on an assignment as regards God's intention on, you know, having one man, one woman. And I made us understand that is in Mark chapter 10, I'm reading for the, from the KJV now. He said, and Jesus answered and said, verily I say unto you, there is no man that has left house, brethren, Sisters, if you read carefully, you see that the sister is in plural. Sisters or father. Father is in singular because you can't have more than one biological father. Mm He said, or mother, singular. Then look at wife. It is not also or wives. (laughs) It is singular. Then children, you can have more than one child. Okay? So what this shows is that God has not... You know, bent is standard. It is still one man to one woman. So, double dating, polygamy is not God's standard. Is the world standard? I can stop that. But when you there is also a fact to note in vestity but I don't want to go there. So, we looked at the, the these issues and we talked about homosexuality. That when God created man, and in Genesis chapter two, He saw that man. Was alone. He was alone, but he was not lonely. There's two different things. It wasn't lonely. He was busy with the assignment of God. Mm -hmm. So there was nothing like depression for him. Because I know young ladies, somebody I was still in conversation with someone yesterday, and she was telling me about a 29-year-old lady who goes into depression because she's not into relationship at this moment. While every other thing about her life is working, but because she's not in relationship, she felt She's inferior. She felt she's insufficient. She felt she's deficient. No, you can be single and you are making impact. When the right time comes, God is going to say to you. And so I pray for everyone out there who are having delay as regards marriage. I declare that the Lord will say to you soon in the name of Jesus. Amen. So what God did was to create Eve for Adam and not Steve. <laughs> Oh, yes. He created a man, a woman, and not a man. Eve is the name of a woman. Steve is the name of a man. So God did not create Steve for Adam. He created Eve for him as the helpmate. So the issue of homosexuality, because even in the Western world, even here, we know that the issue of lesbianism, gay, and all of those things is 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 crazy. The, the rate at which is increasing is alarming. But for a believer, that shouldn't be heard of us. Ephesians made us understand that there are some things that should not be mentioned. He said, for it is shameful to mention some of these things that they do in secret. That should be verse 12 of Ephesians 5. So, the issue of homosexuality, I guess we address that. So, I want to start on this. I want to move from here. If we are able to finish on the subject of culture or scripture... We will move to the next topic, mirage or marriage. If you, if you check the flyer very well, you see that we have it as relationship, uh, relationship series. Then we have culture of scripture, then semicolon Mirage or marriage. Mm -hmm. It is because we look at it that there is tendency we wrap up on the issue of culture and scripture. Then we move to the next issue. This relationship series is going to take us about four months or more. Then from there, we move to the next series on as the Lord will lead us. So I want to talk on the issue of female gender proposal. Okay. (laughs) Now, if you ask... Dear listener, on this subject of female gender proposal, do you think it is God's standard? I mean, when I say God's the word, the word of God, or the word's standard. Please don't get this twisted. W-O-R-D, W-O-R-L-D. So, do you think it is the standard of the scripture or it is it, it is a culture? of some persons. It is a way of life that is being adopted and gradually even believers are adapting to it. Now, I'm going to read from Proverbs chapter, I said last month that if there is anything we are saying here that you think, I mean, there is another scripture that can help prove your point, please do not hesitate to raise it. Let's rub minds together. Okay, in Proverbs chapter, chapter 18, verse 22, the scripture says that it is a man that finds a woman. That's not how the scripture put it. The scripture says, He that finds a wife finds a good thing. Now, I know that you, you for those of us who are more exposed, you will say, but in the, the Asians, in India, for instance, female propose, they, in fact, they are the ones that pay the dowry of the man mm-hmm. so the, the, the next thing that comes to mind is Shiel, if you're saying that the word of God only backs a man to propose then what happens there I want to tell you we don't have a national bible we have a universal bible <laughs> my god I hope you get what I'm saying now I'm talking of the scripture God is not just peculiar to a particular nation the, the standard Caught across races. God is not a respecter of race and culture. Now, what the Scripture says, I know civilization and modernism may suggest to us that there is nothing wrong if a lady go after a man. And I'm going to strike a balance here. For those of us who are Christians, I know you're likely to say that, about. can't God lead me to a guy? Yes, God can lead you because you have the Holy Ghost. You have the Spirit of God. God can speak to you, can tell you, that is your husband. If you are the female that received this force and the brother is not saying anything, the next thing you should do is to relate this to a spiritually superior person. Spiritually superior. Now, let's take for instance the Lord had laid it on your heart as a lady that this brother, brother A, is going to be your future husband. I expect that as a lady, the next thing to do is not to say, Brother, God is saying, I'm going to marry you. Or God is saying, you are the one to marry me. I think the next thing you should do is to confide in your pastor. That daddy or or whatever you call your pastor, this is what God is laying on my heart. This, brother, we've been friends, we've been this, this is how it, it. You wait for it because if you look at the design of God... God designed female to be to receive. I may not be able to to do much, but when you look at the design of a woman of a, a female, you see that she is designed to receive. When she receives, she she incubates it and give it back. <laughs> she receives. A spam from a woman, she incubates it and give back a child. That is the design of a woman. I just believe that with that statement, you understand when I say God designed a woman to receive. So, she is you are as a female, a female is to receive proposal. Now, I need to say this it is called proposal because it is meant for you to give consideration to it. So, Christian brothers listening to me, I need you to know that. You you telling a lady that I want to marry you does not mean she must tell you yes. It is proposal she can accept, reject, or whatever. It's her choice. If you say it, don't, because I, I know that some brothers can be very religious in quotes that they 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 enslave a woman by saying God had led me to you. But if God had led you, also allow conviction. I do say to people that what sustains your relationship is not just love. What sustains your relationship is conviction. I am convinced that this is the person God wants me to journey with. So, what I'm saying is that for female pro- gender, female gender proposal, it is ideal that a woman should, you know, not go straight to a guy that say you, you you are the one I want to marry for many reasons for many reasons so like I suggested you can relate this and you know a, a, a spiritually mature person knows what he or she is to do about that I know it is rampant I know it is common you say if you love somebody just walk up to him and tell him you love him and all of those things you may get your hand burnt On that. Mm -hmm. You may. You may. It is not even amongst so-called believers, we are not on the same level of spiritual maturity. So a guy is has the tendency to see you as being sheep or as as you know being too vulnerable that you could come over. So there are channels to this because these are part of the things that is. Crippling, you know, even courtship in the Christian fold. The scripture says once the foundation is destroyed, once the foundation is is faulty, the righteous, what can the righteous do? The righteous will struggle. So I'm bringing these issues because I know they are contemporary issues that if you trace them to the scripture, you may not find a, a, a root for it. So the man is to find, the woman is to accept. Okay, I'm going to, if, if you look at Genesis 24, talking about Eliezer, talking about Abraham, Eliezer, Isaac, and Rebekah, you notice when Eliezer found Rebekah and said, okay, this is a likely suitor for my master's Son, he went with her to her parents' house. On getting there, you know, the, to keep the narration short, but at that should be verse 50, thereabout, or verse, from verse 48 downward, you hear the parent asking her, Will you like to go with this man? Verse 50 says that you know the, the people they couldn't withhold her from him. Nevertheless, they need to ask her that, are you ready to go? If she has said no, there is nothing they can do, irrespective of the the revelation or whatever. Now, 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 let me read verse 50 of Genesis 24. said, Then Laban and Bethel answered and said, the thing proceeded from the Lord. We cannot speak unto thee, bad or good. Look at verse 51, Behold, Rebekah is before thee, take her and go, and let her be thy master's son's wife, as the Lord has spoken. But before that, you notice that they ask her, that will you be willing to go with this man? So, a female is expected, I've said it, you can be led, because I believe the Holy Spirit is given to all everyone that is a believer has the measure of god in him or her gender notwithstanding but when it happens that way there are channels to go about it so that you don't have your fingers burnt. you don't want to wake up by the side of a man who says but you know you were the one that said that you must marry you that can be a trauma a lifetime trauma in your marriage so to avoid that there are channels about that. The next issues as regards relationship that I want to talk about is the issue of identity crisis and when I say identity crisis, I talk about equality of both partner, the husband and the wife. there is a gospel in quote that the Husband and the wife, they share the same ranking in marriage. I'm sure you must have heard it in this age of advocacy of feminism. Now, I understand by scripture that God is not a respecter of person. I understand by scripture that God in in Christ For those who are believers in Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is no bond or free. We are all, we are all the same. But when it comes to the institution of marriage, there is order. I have often said when I'm talking on relationship that you don't understand marriage. You don't understand the expectation of God in marriage until you understand the relationship that exists between Christ and the church. Until you understand the relationship that is, exists between the, the the trinity, so now what is your view as regards equality of both partner in marriage? In First Corinthians chapter eleven verse three, the scripture says, "But there is one matter I want to remind you about." Now I'm reading from Living Bible. He said that a man, a wife is responsible to her husband. Our uh, husband is responsible to Christ, and Christ to God. Now, what that is saying, if you read from KJV, you hear something like, the head of the wife is the husband, and the head of the husband is the church, I mean, is is Christ, and the head of Christ is God. Now, so there is order. You know, there is order to it. God expects that in your marriage there should be a head. Now, the uh, the, the authority is conferred on the man. I understand that in this generation, a lot of men have lost their place in the home. I understand. Nevertheless, it does not water down the standard. It does not water down the standard. Because no marriage with two heads can survive. No marriage with two heads. Two heads are better than one. Now, it's not talking about your thinking faculty here. I'm talking of the place of leadership in the home. God had conferred that grace, that authority on the man. And that is why I need every Christian brother to understand that when God calls you the head, it's not about rulership. Headship is not the same as rulership. Headship is leadership. Leadership is showing the way to go. So there is a lot of responsibility. It is a grave responsibility on man. It is not a show of ego. Airship for a man is not a show, it's not a display of pride. Edship for a man is responsibility. His responsibility. So God didn't make mistake in creating the man first. So in the civilized world that we are today, you know, gender differences. You know, I mean, they are trying to put an end to gender differences. That what a man yes, what a man can do, a woman can do better. But when we come to the institution of marriage, God has an order. So we should not be oblivious of this fact. We should not be oblivious of it. We should not. I am not promoting slavery or servitude of women in their own, no. But what I'm saying is that in God's standard of marriage, there is order. Christ is the head of the man and the man is the head of his wife. So it will be out of place for a man who Christ is not his heir to be claiming headship over a wife. And that is why it is expedient that when you are making a choice of who to marry, you choose somebody who has Christ as his Lord. When he has Christ as his Lord, he will know how to lord in the home. So Sarah will not find it any difficult to call Adam, Abraham Lord. Because Adam Abraham rather had a smooth relationship with his God. So what I'm saying is that we are not expected to propagate such in our acts, A-C-T-S, or in our acts, H-E-A-R-T, As a believer of a true God does not show favoritism as said, but we are we are alike, we are joint heirs in Christ. That is that is expedient. We know that. But when it comes to marriage, the wife should see the husband as the head and submit. I'm not saying submit to physical abuse, no. I'm only saying don't allow two earths in the home. Only an abnormal creature has two herds. So it is, it is abnormally married to have two earths. Imagine a single car having two drivers, a single car, a single aircraft having two pilots, a single ship having two captains. It can't work. It can't work. So for your marriage not to capside, the ship must have a pilot. And I see the Lord helping you in the name of Jesus. Amen. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 6, the scripture says, Sarah, for instance, obeyed her husband, honoring him as head of the house. And if you do the same you will be following a step like good daughters and doing what is right then you will not need to fear offending your husband. Titus chapter 2 verse 4 says that these older women must train the younger ones to live quietly to love their husbands and their children. Going by Titus chapter 2 verse 4 that I just read you will notice that we we are trusting that you know the the older women are expected to train the the younger ones in the art of submission in marriage but do you think that this generation can pass submission of wives in their home to the next generation but that is god's expectation that the older ones will teach We teach submission in the home. Now, if we are already promoting equality, and I wonder what we are now going to pass to our own children. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. Now, still on this scripture or culture, I want to ask, I want to stress on the issue of cohabiting between unmarried partners cohabiting between unmarried partners. (laughs) See, if you are not married, you are not married. (laughs) If you are not married, you are not yet married. Now, what I'm saying is, because I see this among students on campus, A lady, either she's dating or cutting, I don't know whatever language they use, will pack in. In fact, when I was in college, I even saw a guy that packed into a lady's hostel. And they were living together. The lady will wash the guy's clothes, cook his food. She was already playing the role of a wife. And the guy also is already playing the role of the husband. He will drop money, she will cook. Imagine a student that they are sending money to from home. He is a child to his parents back at home, but in school, he is husband to a cosmate. And unfortunately, after they've messed up each other, they end up not marrying each other. Because it all ends Almost after graduation That's even if it lasts till final year And so you begin to account scars scars on you scars that past Relationship past disappointment have placed on you. Why can't you avoid that by not? engaging in this cohabiting Cohabiting means you are living together yet. You are not yet married you are not yet married, but you're living together. The, the aftermath can be so shameful to mention amongst brethren. And that is part of the reason you see a lot of young girls being sent to school only to, only to come back home and bring pregnancy to the parent who are laboring and expected, expecting a great future. I don't care the height of anointing upon your life, it doesn't stop erection. For a guy. He doesn't. So you will be tempting yourself. Not God now. To say nothing is happening. And you lived one month together. Two months. Six months. You are living together. Oh. You had better learn from Samson and Delilah. I know the world may tell you that is right. I have even seen on campus. Where they will give them best couple of the year. Students. During final year, whatever celebration or annual departmental celebration, they will award people best couple of the year. These are students, to cosmates. But because they see them, they wear the same clothes together. They are always by each other. They, they live in the same hostel. They say, oh, these ones are best couple. You can't afford to fall prey of this after the aftermath of this matter. You can't afford it as a believer. So, your attitude towards marriage and all that, it, if you check it on all the issues that we have addressed, can you say that you are following the word of God or the world standard? Evaluate yourself. Just evaluate it. These are issues, these are issues that what's addressing amongst youth. It's what, and, 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 you know, there can be different reasons to validate cohabitation. Some will say it's because I don't have money to rent hostel. Mm -hmm. If you don't have money to rent hostel, why not stay with a female friend? Why a male friend? Why a male friend if there is no ulterior motive? So these are issues. These are issues. Issues bothering. I know that many times, we young ones, we can't even share some of the experiences we have back on campus with our parents. We can't, but the the there is there is there is need for you as a believer to understand that the expectation of God upon you is is different from the way the world, the people of the world, they live their own life. And I trust that on these issues that we've considered, looking at the scripture. And the culture comparing issues on those subjects about six issues that we've raised. I believe that you, you, you can now decide, pick on each on the issue of honorability of marriage, on divorce, on polygamy and double dating, on homosexuality, on female equality, of uh, gender crisis, or whatever. Then, on the issue of cohabiting, what is your yardstick of decision? Is it a scripture or culture? Now on that note, I want to I'm I'm going to give uh, Barista, you know, the platform to say one or two things. Yeah. Then we move to the issue of mirage or marriage.
0: Exactly. Thank you so very much.
1: Yeah. Thank you so very
0: much, and thank you, Barsho uh, Widieli, for giving us yet another impactful session. And thank you all for joining us. You are listening to the voice of Barsho uh, Widieli who anchors this program. Impact Clinic, Impact Clinic. Every first Saturday of the month on Gospel Bears Radio, uh, culture, or scripture, and we are now going into that tangential issue of uh, of marriage. And you know, it, it's nice that you just mentioned that because I got this this question, and I want to see if I can get your opinion on it as well. You no, know, it's the question of uh, IVF. Okay. In the context of an unmarried lady,
1: okay,
0: and of course you know that in the culture now it's quite popular, especially for the celebrities, either because they are divorced or because well, they just don't want to get married and they say to themselves, "Well, is it not just to uh, to have to have a child or to have children?" So they uh, go through the process of IVF, they uh, and then they they have their children, and then they keep living that way. The question: somebody is asking, "Is it a sin?" Another person is asking that not only in the context of Maybe somebody who was said not to marry. This person is talking about a Christian sister who wanted to get married, but uh, when she approached the age of menopause, it dawned on her that well, perhaps she would never get married. But she wanted to have children, and so she opted for IVF. And members of her church were not happy with her until she came forward with proof that well, she did not commit, she did not commit, uh, she did not have sex after marriage anyway, and that uh, she. Uh, only went through that process of IVF. I know these are areas of Christian ethics, and I know some people think there are grey areas. And uh, I mean, f- with IVF itself, generally speaking, we say that it's a medical innovation. God has done something, has opened the eyes of medical professionals to ways that uh, we can, we can uh, procreate, which is God's plan, which is good. But in the context of an unmarried man or an unmarried lady, what would be your uh, take on this?
1: All right, thank you very much. Uh, thank you for those questions. Mm. I, I want to start with the, the second issues for the person who uh, she's not doing it because, because um, she just want to do it, because, but, but there is a factor. And the factor is that, once she's not married. Mm. She's not having somebody coming by her, mm. offering marriage. Mm. Uh, but she wants to have a child. Mm. And she's approaching menopause. Mm. Now, I want us to understand that the way we think as believers, Mm. sometimes we don't think in quotes logically. Thank you. (laughs) We think scripture. Now, until scripture becomes your culture, Mm. I I don't think you are a believer. That may sound somehow... But for a believer... The scripture, the way of God must become the way of your life. The way of God must become your way of life because culture is a way of life. So for a child of God, the way of God must become your way of life. Now for that sister who said she's approaching menopause and she wants to... Sir, so I just think people have tried to have justification for many things. Yeah. Now I, I while preparing for this to talk on the issue of cohabiting and all of those yeah. or one of the things I intend, you know, speaking on is the issue of people saying but there is justification for pregnancy before wedding. Now, I know of families that the parents will tell the children that if you don't impregnate this lady or if the they lady is not pregnant, yeah. I can't join you guys. Because you can see your uncle, you can see your aunt that married 10 years ago, she has not given birth. And I don't want your own to be like to be that. Like that. Mm. Now, all of these things, they are not just they are not justifications before God. Now, may I ask the person who asked this question that the lady who is approaching menopause, as she asks herself, that did Sarah not pass menopause? Mm. Exactly. Did she ask herself the age Anna gave birth? Mm-hmm. Did she ask herself the age Elizabeth gave birth? As she wondered, what happened? Yes, yeah, we may begin to say in those, in those days, there, mm-hmm. was, there were no medical inventions. But you, you will know that there could be other means of getting the issue solved. Yeah. Even then, but people who trust God, they don't, they don't, you know, back out on God even when it's looking as if the deadline, because God doesn't exist. Deadline. Mm. That, what that Sister want to do? Is to buy cut deadline? But yeah. God does not. He does not. <laughs> God meet deadline so what i'm saying is this person should trust god mm. that if indeed it is a, de- a delay is not orchestrated by our own mistakes of the past if it is not as a result of our you know missing our ways in the past she yeah. can still trust god exactly moreover Having a child is not a guarantee for heaven. Exactly. In fact, it can even be... <laughs> some people lose heaven because they have children. Mm. So it, it is better you don't do things that will, will make you regret. There is some in Yoruba that we do say that, oh, that's not a Motor." Mm. It's better you don't get to heaven to know the truth. So the standard of God should be kept. It does not matter. If God had done it in the life, I've counted about four women that God did it in their life. Yours cannot be an exception. He can do it. Now, for the lady or for those who, you know, they just don't want to have talked about honorability of marriage. And when I was talking about that last month, I said in this age, people are beginning to play down on marriage. Mm. Saying, it's like marriage is overrated, all Mm -hmm. of those things. I Mm -hmm. can be fulfilled without marriage. I can be this without... Now, if you know you are not subscribing to celibacy or if you are not an eunuch,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you must submit to God's standard. I, I addressed the issue of baby mama last month. too. So yes. The people are just doing things, you know, anyhow. And it is because we choose the way of life of maybe the Westerners than even God's standard. I see no reason. I see no justification from the scripture why a woman will say, "I don't want so I can go for IVF." No, no, no. I don't see that. I don't see it. You don't have a justification to disobey God. Mm. You don't have a justification. The scripture says, "The foundation of the law stands sure; that for, it doesn't bend." This God does not give discount on His standard. Yes, He doesn't give discount on His standard. So civilization is not a reason why God will give discount on his standard. And I want to tell you that what you do is not as important as the motive behind what you do. Yeah. So exactly. if your IVF may not be wrong, it is medical invention. But your motive of doing it, if it is wrong, you will still be a culprit of doing things wrong. IVF is not wrong. Mm-hmm. But if your motive of doing it is then because I can sideline a man sleeping with me, or I can sideline marriage and still have my way, then and then you are not doing something right.
0: Thank you very much. And I thank God for that very thoughtful way that you've addressed this because you've mentioned two important things I'm taking away from your response. It is a denial of the power of God. Mm-hmm. and Now I'm talking of the lady who says, look, it is too late for me. So that person is basically saying, uh, "This thing that I've been praying for, God cannot do it. Now that God cannot do it, let me help myself." And not to deny the power of God is uh, uh, is a horrible thing. It's a horrible thing. So for the, for that reason, uh, a Christian would not tow that path. Would not say, "Ah." Uh, it's too late now, so let me uh, let me help myself. I mean, we know what happened with Abraham and Sarah mm-hmm. when Sarah thought to herself, look, at this point, God cannot fulfill his exactly. promise. We better help ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we know uh, the fallout from that. And then you mentioning that the motive behind doing a thing mm-hmm. is very important to God. And, and that's so true. Human beings, we look at actions mm-hmm. to judge, but God looks at intentions to judge our actions. Yes, sir. So uh, I think, we say, look, what did he do? If he did this and that, that means that his intention was this. But God will look at the intention to judge the action. That is why uh, somebody may get away with something before God. Mm-hmm. Another person will not get away with it sure. because God looks at the intention because he can read our heart. So he reads the heart of this lady who is saying, no, this is too late. It's too late for me. He cannot... I mean, thank you for that very thoughtful way of addressing that. If you have questions as well, you can join us. Just start that WhatsApp widget. On the bottom right-hand corner of our page, and sending your question. If you have further questions, send it to us, or you can call into the studio. We'll be glad to uh, to do. so So we trust that this question has been well addressed. Thank you very much. Okay, back to you. Okay, sorry, I have this on WhatsApp. Hold on. Okay, mommy Oji, thank you very much. She's saying even if she made mistake that caused that delay, if she comes back to God yeah. in I believe God will make things new for her. Certainly. Exactly. Certainly. Exactly. So, so even the person who, who is thinking that this is too late for me, that person should relax. Even if she has made errors in the past, just come back to God, and mm-hmm. and um, and as he said in Isaiah one eighteen, even if you are simply just come, let's have a discussion, let's yeah. have a discussion, let's and I, let's reason together, and I will and I will restore. Thank you very much, Ma, for this perspective. This is so correct. Even if she has made mistake that caused that delay, she can come back to God genuinely. And um, God will make things new for us. Uh, because, as you said, you know, people are sidelining the issue of marriage. Mm-hmm. And that institution is at the very core of God's plan for the world.
1: Exactly. It's at
0: the very core of God's plan for the world. So, the devil is making every opportunity attractive to sideline that institution. Yes, so, we should not join them. Those of you don't say, well, since it's possible, then let's not sideline the issue of marriage. It's very, uh, very important. Thank you very much, man. Thank you, Brashing uh, Okay, back to you now.
1: Alright, so we just going to have a preview to what we are going to sit on next month. month by the grace of God. Which is mirage or marriage. Mm. Now, now we, we take a clue from one of the questions that, you know, that was raised. That, okay, you know, I, I can sideline marriage or I can do it my own way and get away with it. Mm. Sometimes you end up in Mirage. Mm. You end up in illusion.
0: Illusion. Uh,
1: see, and you know, there I just think there is need to really, really, really address issues across the board on what exactly because there are too much of noise in the her that if one is not careful, the voice of God will be too difficult to hear. Mm-hmm. So uh, we will be addressing the matter of mirage or marriage. M- you know, many many female, female youth are really, you know, they are playing down on marriage. They are playing down. And that's part of what has just been asked on the issue of IVF. Okay, I can just do IVF and let me forget that. We are playing down on marriage. Both gender, both gender, mm. we, we we're really dreaming of having. A, a home, and we 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 want to put aside the concept of marriage, or we get a concept of marriage twisted. Mm. <laughs> because you know, people 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 think the the main reason for marriage is procreation. Like the main purpose of marriage is uh, I mean, just to have a man to live under his roof then we, we give birth. No. If you look at the order of wedding ceremony, the order of, order of holy matrimony, check it very well. The purpose, three purposes are being stated. Go and check it meticulously. You'll find out that procreation is the last to be said. Check it. Check it. Now, not because it is it is the least in rank, but because and I, I've I've seen where Mother-in-law, and, oh my God! There are issues around this institution. I've seen where mother-in-law begin to put a wife to, you know, frustration six months after marriage that she's not pregnant.
0: Just six months.
1: I'm telling you, sir, six months. Six months. They already you, you've been you've been married for six months. By now, at least we should be see we should be seeing the trimester signs and all of those things. Mm-hmm. I was like, when I heard it, I was like, oh, generation of ignorant people. Now, see, the 21st century marriage, and I mean even Christians, Christian homes, are falling and failing sporadically. Failing sporadically. Owing to the fact that most people who held for the altar they, they 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 don't have the clear definition of what marriage is meant for they don't we don't have the clear the ideal of marriage in mind so you know we see that due to the wrong image being painted on social media on you know tv screens and all of those things many youths in in this time they head for mirage and not marriage. Mirage and not marriage. Now, you may begin to say that, oh, what is mirage? Connotatively, the word mirage means to imagine what is not. Let me just keep it simple that way. Yeah. Imagining what is not. You are dreaming what is not real. Now, let me give you an instance. If you, you just have an imagination that a five-year-old girl got pregnant, it's not possible. It's not possible. I don't care how fast the, 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 the reproductive organ of the girl is growing. It can't be at age five that she will, she will be So that is a mirror. That is an illusion. is what you are imagining what cannot happen. You are imagining what is not. Now, mirage has to do with making a real deal from unreal ideology. May I come back on that? I, I, I think I'm giving definition of terms, then we round off. We continue next month. When you make a real deal out of unreal ideology, it is called mirage. It is called illusion. So if there is anything that I don't wish happened to Anybody listening to me that is a young person like I am, not married, it is that I don't wish you wish you were not married after you are married. Hmm. (laughs) I wish, I'm praying that for every young Christian out there, everyone listening to us here now on Gospel Bells Radio on Impact Clinic today, that my wish and prayer is that you don't wish you are not married after you are married. Now, if this wish of mine will come true, you have to be aware of some indications of mirage. The tendency of mirage on the path of marriage and you have to guide against it. Now, one of the implications, one of the tendencies that you are heading for mirage is ignorance of the purpose of marriage. Mm-hmm. You are heading for a mirage if you are ignorant of the purpose of marriage. Yes, a young lady can be gallivanting around at age 23, age 24, 25, 26 that I'm ripe for marriage, I'm ripe for... But have you written down in your jota that what is the reason I want to marry? If your reason is because I am now in my 20s, I'm approaching my 30s, if that is the sole reason, my dear, you are heading for a mirage. So don't, you you can be planning marriage, but may I ask you what is the purpose of that plan? If you are planning to get married, what is the purpose? Because if the purpose of a thing is not known, it is commonly said that abuse is inevitable. Mm -hmm. If the purpose of marriage is not known, you will abuse your marriage if you don't know the purpose of that marriage. So, not knowing or having a full glimpse of the purpose of anything will subject it to abuse. Yeah. Now, abuse, I consider it as a compound word that is contracted, compressed, two words compressed into one abnormal and use. So abuse means abnormal use. You will use, you will do marriage abnormally if you don't understand the purpose of marriage, and a large percent of people who head for courtship or head for wedding, they do find themselves there, not because they know what they are, they are really heading for, but just for the want of it. So you say, I want, I want to have a boyfriend because I'm, I'm now a teenager. <laughs> I, I, I want to be married because I'm, I, I want to have my own children. Or give, see. <laughs> some persons even want to marry because they want to make their parents grand grandparents. Yeah, because their the pressure is is much from their parent. I need a grandchild. I need a grandchild. Oh, you can't be having children every year now. And even if you're having every year, if you spend fifty years in marriage, but you have fifty children. So those times that you are not. What will be happening in that marriage? As a lady, you don't think that puberty is a ticket for motherhood. I need to state that again. Young ladies, you must know that puberty is not a ticket for motherhood. And as a guy, you must know that you know fatherhood comes. It comes with responsibility. Fatherhood is responsibility. So it is wrong to think fatherhood comes merely as a result of being able to impregnate a lady. If that, is, that is the reason we have a lot of people who are, who are responsible for the spam, but they are not responsible for the child. Now, when you don't understand the purpose of something, you will be abused. So the journey to a mirage in marriage starts with ignorance of the purpose of marriage. I'm going to round off on this now because of time. We will continue from there. So the, the wrong idea is the reason we have a lot of fathers, like I said, who, who, who are not responsible over their children. That is the reason we have a lot of single parenting. And so I'm trusting God that from here we continue next month. On the topic, Mirage or Marriage.
0: I know, yes, what a wonderful, wonderful time we've had uh, today on Impact Clinic with Sheung Oyedele. Dele, who, again, uh, started addressing the topic we started last week, the topic of uh, culture or scripture, and now delving into the matter of marriage as well. And in the course of that, we answered that uh, that question about the lady who uh, thinking that uh, that she would not be able to get married ever, and wanting children opted for IVF. We have mentioned that IVF in itself is not an ungodly thing. We should say it as... Uh, as the creation of God and innovation that glorifies God within the context of marriage and Brother Edelia has mentioned that number one we should not ever deny uh, the power of God to uh, to answer our prayers we should not ever sideline the original purpose of God for the world read through the scriptures and you find that at the core of it is God placing emphasis on the family on the family and again you look at the world look at the culture you find that everything that the devil is doing is just to break down that the institution to break down that institution to break down that from uh, homosexuality uh, to uh, single parenthood to cohabitation everything everything is just directed at breaking down uh, the uniqueness and holiness of that of that institution and of course we also pray for anybody out there any family or any sister we pray for our, our sisters and brothers who have been long waiting on God for their spouses, that the Lord in his infinite mercy, according to his way, will answer their prayers. And for those who are looking for fruit of the womb as well, that the Lord will surprise them. So as part of your closing prayer, I wanted to include uh, those two uh, categories of people. Anybody who may be tempted to take, uh, to take the road that is not the righteous road, that God will bring them back you know, to, to, to be stronger in faith and to wait on it. For everybody who has joined us today, thank you so very much. Join us in saying this closing prayer, and God bless you. God bless you very good.
1: Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for thus far you've helped us on this edition of Impact Clinic. Thank today, you, Lord. We say be exalted in the name of Jesus. Amen. For everyone out there who are delayed in a way as regards relationship, I declare and I decree this afternoon that the Lord will show up for you. Amen. Your due testimonies are released to you this year. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And we pray for those who are married already, but the devil is tearing their marriage apart on many things. Mm. Whatever it is that the devil is capitalizing on to pull things apart in that marriage. I declare the hand of the Lord, minister peace to that home. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, we'll pray for Christian marriages across the world that it is time, it's a season of revival of homes. Mm -hmm. It is time where Christian marriages will become standard for the world in the name of Jesus. Amen. Glorify yourself there, Father. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.